Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 29th in the year of our Lord. 2022. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country, and to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, the supreme law of the land is our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution is a wonderful document, and it is the blueprint for liberty, no doubt about it. It is and should be the political religion of our nation. But look, you know what? This great country is really designed to point people to Jesus Christ. Let's remember that reality check, shall we please? It is God, family, and country in that order. You got it? Good, thanks. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Yesterday, we made a clarion call to pray for our brothers and sisters in the path of Hurricane Ian. We're still uh, putting together that clarion call. We still feel the same way. We got to get this done. And, uh, you know, in some places in Florida, it's not too bad, just windy. Other places, it's absolute meltdown time. Uh, There's water flooding everywhere, they claim, and houses floating and all kinds of gnarly stuff happening. And you know what? Our prayers are with those folks, but the best thing we can do is pray hard for one another. Best thing we can do is turn to Almighty God. That is the answer, folks. Nobody's talking about that in such direct, clear, concise terms as I am. Because it is so critical, so vital. It is. Let me say that again. It is. Let me say it one more time. It is. The solution, the solution, the solution. You got it? We got to remember this, folks. So I appreciate those, you know, who want to do all kind of things, you know, get down there and get in the weeds and the dirt and the water and help. And I think that's wonderful. And we got to do that, too. But we need to pray first, then get up and go to work. All right. What is mass formation psychosis, you ask? We talked about that in great detail yesterday. First off, psychosis is when people... Lose some contact with reality, okay? That's psychosis. Mass formation psychosis is when a large part of society focuses on a specific leader and or series of events. And their attention really focuses on one small point or issue and they ignore the bigger picture. Followers can be hypnotized and led anywhere. Okay, even if there's data proving their narrow point wrong, they don't care. They've lost touch with reality. Things as they really are, the larger point, the bigger picture, whatever you want to say. All right, Obama is doubling down with that. He says racism is fueling the GOP's concern about the border. They just don't want darkies coming in. That's their problem, says Obama. What a divider. Obama and Biden pretend like they're the uniters. Wow, what a divisive statement to make, folks. It isn't about the darker skin that I'm concerned. 
If white people are coming across the border in droves illegally, I'm concerned about the illegality just the same. And if those white people don't understand that it's about God, family, and country, if they don't understand the supreme law of the land, if they don't understand the checks and balances, due process, all these things that make America great, the Bill of Rights and more, if they don't understand the contract with Americans, in other words, Americans have the authority, the sovereignty, the power, according to the Declaration of Independence, and government derives its just power from the consent of the governed. If that was white people, I'm just as concerned. Why? Because they don't understand what's going to keep us free. Because they don't treasure our American heritage. Because they don't understand and appreciate and have reverence for that we don't turn to government, ladies and gentlemen. We turn to God. Yes, government, a necessary evil. Yes, government like fire, right, can be a wonderful blessing if properly tended or an absolute burn-the-barn-down disaster if we don't, right? Uh, I am appreciative of the CDC to some degree, although I think we ought to shut down the agency entirely. But the reason I'm appreciative is they've acknowledged some truths. Finally, they've come to the table to tell the truth. We told you the truth all along. Finally, the CDC validates what we've been saying from the beginning. The CDC issued a change to its guidance. No longer will force nursing homes and hospitals to mask in certain areas. That's a start. In mid-August, they say new guidelines published by the CDC no longer recommend staying at least six, or six feet away from others to reduce exposure. They know the six-foot rule is bogus. They're starting to realize that the masks don't work. CDC stated that it's no longer recommended or recommending unvaccinated people to be quarantined after exposure. Yeah. They don't need to go through the five-day period anymore if they haven't shown systems or if they don't test positive. CDC's COVID-19 prevention recommendations also no longer differentiate on a person's vaccination status. Why? Because there's breakthrough infections, number one. So even the vaxxed are getting sick. That's an absolute about-face from what they claimed before, an about-face from Joe Biden telling lies, telling Americans if you get vaxxed, you will not get sick. You will not spread the disease, uh, and you will not die or go to the hospital. And Barack lied on all that. I'm sorry. Joe Biden lied on all that, got caught. And now the CDC telling the truth, just like we told you all along, right? So good for the CDC. They realize that not only are there breakthrough infections for those who are vaccinated, uh, but there's a significant amount of immunity provided to those who got COVID, recovered, and developed natural God-given immunities. And there's studies out there that even validate that immunity is better than the vaxxed immunity. They haven't admitted that so far, but that is the facts that we've been telling you from the beginning as well. The CDC is still requiring non-citizens, international travelers, to show proof of COVID vaccine before entering the United States. I don't think they ought to do that. They ought to get rid of that. That's bogus. The Canadian government setting its requirements for travelers crossing the border between the U.S. and Canada they don't need to show proof of vaccination anymore. And uh, the bottom line is it's really good news because Americans can travel uh, in and out of the country now without being forced to be vaxxed as well. Now, beware because other countries still may require it. But the United States, uh, a little bit loosening of the regulations and guidelines. And I think that's a good news piece validating what we've been telling you all along. Now, Michael Perutka running for attorney general in the great state of Maryland, doing a phenomenal job. Quote, Politicians who enacted strict COVID 
19 measures, including lockdowns and vaccine mandates, should be brought to justice. Yeah, that's what the Epic Times reporting uh, Michael Perutka saying. Boy, is Michael right on this. Perutka, quote, nothing more could be on the point that all these lockdowns, mandates, orders, edicts, proclamations, declarations, whatever you want to call them, they were all unlawful. None of them were lawful. They were all a violation of the law. And that cannot continue. Those who violated the Constitution need to be brought to justice. If elected to provide over the Office of Attorney General for the great state of Maryland, Michael's utmost priority will be to stop lawlessness in government. Mr. Prutka, in addition, he also strongly supports the Second Amendment and vows to protect the right to life. Peruka believes that so-called red flag laws are absolutely unlawful and they don't have due process. He says he will prosecute those who try to enforce them. Wow. FBI changes number of documents seized from Donald Trump's estate. Yeah, a supervisor testified in a document filed before the court saying, yeah, we changed the total number of documents that we seized. So we provided a kind of a, a, an inventory list of what we took from Mar-a-Lago on the spot. Um, well, the inventory list doesn't match what they actually took. 63 additional documents. That's 63 additional documents taken. I guess some of them are photographs as well without classification, markings of classified. Uh, and now that really brings up the question, the update, if accurate, means that the government seized over 11,200 non-classified materials from Mar-a-Lago. And if that's the case, you know what? Donald brought up, did they plant evidence, and now the evidence is likely that they did, or you can't trust that they did or didn't. If they leave Mar-a-Lago and they give you an, a document stating, hey, here's what we took, here's an inventory list. And then they come back and say, no, we were wrong. We took way more than that. We're so sorry. We have to revise our list. How do you know they didn't plant or add to the list? And what's the real list? And you just can't trust your government, folks. They're full of fraud and confusion and, and misdirection and, and uh, criminal activity. And shame on the FBI. Shame on the Justice Department. Uh, I don't even hear any heads rolling over this, virtually, if you will. I don't hear anybody really rioting about this, saying this is bogus. I've looked through all the news this morning. I don't see anybody really talking about this huge, huge change of events. Donald said, yeah, they might have planted evidence. And the government fired back and said, wow, Donald's saying that we you know, might have planted evidence. Uh, he's saying that without evidence. Uh, but there's no truth to this. It's just speculation. And now they had to revise the list of inventory they took. Why? Why are they that derelict in their duty on a raid where nobody can watch them? Yeah, they are. By the way, Oath Keepers trial started. Our prayers are with Stuart Rhodes. They say he was charged with sedition, but Stuart and Cruz say no. We were just prepared to follow Donald Trump's orders. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your radio. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness 
and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. A quick update with what's going on in the Olympic state of Utah coming up uh, this weekend, I think. No, is it next weekend? Anyway, Kristen Chevrier with us. She's got an update for us. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable. It's been a long time, Kristen. It has been a really long time. Too long. We need to fix that. Amen to that. So, we certainly shall. When's the event? Catch us up. It's it's the 7th and 8th of October, so it's this coming up weekend. Not 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 this weekend, but the one right after. So October 7th. All right, so remind me next middle of the week, we'll highlight it again, okay? And you'll come back for a couple of quick Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, if you don't mind. What was that? Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, let me know. We'll we'll have you back on next week for a couple more minutes to highlight it. Okay, so I'll just tell you really quickly what's going on. We have Del Bigtree from The High Wire. We have Mary Holland from Children's Health Defense. We have Dr. Pierre Corey from the uh, Frontline Critical Care Alliance. And we have Jim Moody from Washington, D.C., civil rights attorney. We have Christina Martinez from New York City, who is a, an exemption lawyer. She helps people in New York, of all places. And she's being successful in her, in her lawsuits to get them exemptions from the COVID vaccine mandates. And we have six other speakers from Utah. We'll be talking about Health Begins in the Home. We'll be talking about funeral freedom, um, and just a whole bunch of other health-related topics. So um, we have a gala Friday night where we have a sit-down dinner and an expert panel. And then all day Saturday, we're going to be hearing from these speakers one after the other. And we've got a whole bunch of vendors, and it's going to be a great time. So yourhealthfreedom.org is where you go to get tickets. 
And, um, you know what, Sam, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a, a code in for your listeners. I'm going to do a $15 discount. I'll try to get that in this morning um, as soon as we're finished talking. But if you do Sam 15, you can get a $15 discount on the symposium ticket. Sam, what do you 15. say, Sam? One five, just the numbers. One five, S A M one five, people. Okay, check that out. Now, there's some interesting questions you guys are asking ahead of this event that I think is worthy of talking about. Are you being forced or coerced in the vaccination? It's a very open, honest question, ladies and gentlemen. Then the next question is, who pays for vaccine makers' mistakes? Incredible questions. Those questions will be answered at the event. It's not only about vaccinations but as we know they're all on our minds right ladies and gentlemen that's important to really understand it is a big topic but we'll also be addressing a whole bunch of other issues like where do we go from here and how can you get yourself to be more resilient so that you're not succumbing to illnesses and how you can save money on funerals and all kinds of things. So it's going to be a really interesting event, and I hope that you guys will take advantage of it. It doesn't happen right, every next day. Next Friday night and all day Saturday, right? That's right. All right. Now, folks, so, they're also going to be talking about this, COVID testing and vaccine rights, and they're going to be talking about uh, masking data. They're also going to talk about um, what do they call these? data cards in other words you got to have a vaccine card or what do you got to have and um you know even though this is out of the limelight right now they backed off quite a bit before the elections it's my prediction that after the elections they're going to have a reason to ratchet that up again Kristen. i think so too i don't think this is going away it's not going away and especially with all the new research in um genetic um manipulation um it's going to get more intense and more complicated rather than less so. So please come, please come and hear what's happening and what you can do, how you can be involved legislatively and all kinds of other things. All right, what kind of dollars are we expecting for this to, to attend? What, what does it take? So for the, for the gala, this is our annual fundraiser. So. It might seem a little bit expensive, but we're a 100% volunteer organization. We work all year long on preserving your rights to health freedom. And um, so this is our annual fundraiser. So for the gala, it's $75. And of course, 31 of that goes to a meal. So, <laughs> so we just get the rest. And then for the symposium, it's 65 And if you use the code, then it's $15 off. All right. Are you? Um, I, I want people to understand that you guys work on this year round, though. This isn't just a, when you talk about your health freedom. This isn't just an event per se. Yes, there's an event that you guys have annually, but this is more than an event. It's about really your lifelong commitment and work, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we are working constantly. I seriously put in more than 40 hour weeks. And I'm sorry, I'm on the street right now. It's, it's quiet most of the time. Um, I, I work year round at least 40 hours a week on health freedom. We work on legislation, um, both writing it and passing it. 
and also killing bad legislation. Um, we're talking to legislators all year long, and we also have done a lot of demonstrations where um, we've put, like, for example, signs, uh, banners over the freeways that have factual statements about the vaccines. We've done a, a big event down at the BYU-Utah game in Provo in 2019 where we had 80 parents come and hold signs with factual statements about vaccination. And then we, we also, we've done billboards. We do all kinds of things. Our, our mission is to educate people on health freedom and informed consent. So informed consent means that you get access to all of the data and then you make a decision and there is no coercion and there's no penalty if you decide not to, to engage in a certain procedure. And it doesn't have to be vaccines. We want in, informed consent across the board and we also want data privacy. And so we're working on all of these issues and it is a year round battle. And we've been doing this for seven years. Our organization has, has been in existence for seven years and we started it because of a big push in the legislature to make the exemptions that kids get for school annual with a fee. So there was a bill in the legislature that would have done that. And we killed that bill. And that was the start of our organization. So we God are bless you. For God you bless your year. work. Kristen, we'll have you back next week. Call me. We'll set it up. Uh, and uh, right. we'll get you back on and we'll talk about it more in details. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. You need to go and get involved if you're in Utah or the surrounding states. Is it going to be available uh, online streaming? It won't be streamed. It, we don't stream it live because we feel like there is something important about being together as a group. But we do record it, and then we put it on our Rumble channel. So we'll put it on the Rumble channel one presentation at a time over the next several weeks after. All right, so please come if you can, ladies and gentlemen, if you're anywhere uh, near where you can possibly make that happen. Uh, if you're far away and it's just not possible, it will be uh, available. Yourhealthfreedom.org, two events next weekend, the 7th and 8th of October. Be there, SAM15, for your discount code. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you so much. Talk to you, you soon. You bet. All right, we're going to have her back, ladies and gentlemen. We were going to talk to her, and we've been so busy, it's been hard to connect. And so uh, I already had guests but I wanted to highlight that, and we'll have her back next week and dig in with a lot more detail on that. Meantime, though, Brian Russ, Kelly Finnegan with us. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you much, Sam. Good morning. Good morning. There's so much to talk about. There's so little time. But, man, let's just uh, start out with a couple of interesting things. The average rate. Brian Rust on a 30-year mortgage used to be like 2%. <laughs> and it was a boom time and house costs went through the roof. Because remember, if the government basically lends you money and the government makes the interest rates arbitrarily low, it creates this false sense of prosperity. If everybody can get something, the price skyrockets. That's what happened in the home um, mortgage industry since 2008 when they had the big correction. It's just gone up and up and up, but now they're cranking up interest rates to fight this ever-abusive inflation. The government admits it's at 8-plus percent, but we know it's at least double that based on the way they used to gauge it in 1980. 
Uh, but the reality is now they say the average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage, 6.67%. 15-year mortgage right now is 5.84%, according to bankrate.com. Um, when we get back, we're going to dig straight into this. They say this directly relates to how much house you can buy, and the difference in your mortgage is hundreds of dollars. This will force prices down. We want to talk about that. We'll get the price of constitutional currency in seconds. We'll do the Honest Money Report on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The National Hurricane Center announced early Thursday morning that Hurricane Ian was now a tropical storm. Forecasters noted that the storm was still expected to produce strong winds, heavy rains, and storm surge across parts of Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas. It was located about 35 miles southwest of Cape Canaveral with maximum sustained winds at 65 miles an hour. Governor Ron DeSantis. We have everything we need in terms of supply, uh, but if you go to floridadisasterfund.org or text DISASTER to 20222, you can provide some much appreciated assistance. And if you want to volunteer, uh, you have official volunteer portal at www.volunteerflorida.org to find volunteer opportunities. More than 2.5 million homes remain without power in Florida. Seattle, Washington-based Amazon Incorporated announced a pay increase for hourly workers in the United States that it says will take average starting wages for most frontline employees in warehousing and transportation to more than $19 an hour. The company's minimum level of $15 an hour for all hourly workers in the United States remains unchanged. For jobs in Amazon's customer fulfillment and transportation groups, the starting pay will increase to $16 an hour. The National Association of Realtors is reporting pending home sales are down across the United States, dropping 24% in August compared to a year ago. With the recession hitting its highest point in decades and increasing interest rates, pending home sales were down for the third consecutive month in August, with a bleak outlook for the remainder of the year. Thursday night football tonight on Amazon Prime. The undefeated Miami Dolphins travel to Ohio and play the Cincinnati Bengals. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2 neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. GreenStockJournal.com. I want to dedicate this song. 
to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rust, RustQuittingGift.com, Kelly Finnegan on your radio. We're talking about an honest money report. We're going to get gold and silver spot prices in just a minute. Uh, but, Brian, what do you think, man? Interest rates are going through the roof, and it means hundreds of dollars different uh, in a mortgage for folks. Prices, as a result, are going to tank if this keeps up. Yeah, it, uh, they're trying to stop this, uh, you know, uptick in, you know, inflation and so on. But it's, you know, I don't know if I have any of the answers. I mean, it just costs more money now to purchase homes you're weeding out people as far as who can't even afford homes maybe they're buying into a a younger generation um agenda as far as you don't need to own anything just rent then you can travel you can do all this stuff and so i i don't, I don't know what the you know it's, it's definitely going to have an effect on people who want to uh the the dream the the american dream but that's where it is i'm going higher i remember Higher interest rates when I was younger, 18% or something. Kelly, you want to chime in on this? Well, I, I remember I had neighbors in an area where I lived that had paid like 14.5% interest to get their house. And I asked them why they did it, and they said, well, because we were afraid they were going to keep going higher. Um, but then they could refinance later. But it's just it just, it just makes it – people look at the bottom line. What's my house payment going to be? And they'll adjust what they're going to buy accordingly. But money has been so cheap for so long, it's skewed the true prices of things. And that's the problem we have. We don't know what the true price of things is because the government buys up stocks or bonds. So the market can't even determine what the true price is of anything. And to make matters worse, you know, people are freaking out because the interest rates are in the sixes and, you know, possibly breaching seven soon that's high i get it it's expensive to borrow money no doubt about it but what things people really need to understand is the average interest rate since like 1970 or whatever since they've been tracking this stuff is like eight point something percent so we're still below the average uh you know for the long haul so to speak in modern or recent times the last 50 years kind of a thing uh and people don't understand you know in the early 80s late 70s look at people had to buy at 16% interest and stuff like that. This is nothing. But yet, you know what? People are freaking out, uh, w- wisely or justly so, because they can't afford it. We've created this engineered, manipulated market to where you get paid a lot of money. I mean, I know a lot of people, husband and wife's both working, making a hundred grand. But if you have any kids, that ain't any money. Uh, <laughs> you can't even hardly make it that way. So it's just shocking of what we're seeing, Brian. <laughs> we are. I mean, it's uh, there's chaos everywhere. So we we talk about this uh, point here, and then you, these other ten points. I mean, it's uh, you get the jab and all the other things, and then the booster, and get ten more booster. I mean, everything is shocking if you ask me. I'm it's, part it's of the boost ridiculous. be not club. <laughs> That's right. I'm part there of like go. the women. I'm just uh, just say no. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm part of the Me Too movement. Just say no. Me too. Hey, no, no, no. Touch my body right. not. Thank you. It's my body. I just drink I just drink a little of that honey. <laughs> I, I just squeeze the honey down, and that's where I'm at. I'm hoping the All honey right. will take care of it. There you go. Hey, what's uh, gold looking like this week? 
Uh, gold sitting at uh, sixteen fifty-four sixty. Five four sixty. Is that down a teeny bit? That's down. Yeah, another twenty dollar. <clears throat> Yeah, sixteen fifty four sixty, ladies and gentlemen, for gold. How about silver? Eighteen eighty one. So that's down too. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Now I found something interesting. You know how Kirk Crosby loves to track that rhodium? Yeah. Well, I saw a story on catalytic converters. Is that what you call those things in your car that are supposed to filter out and you know make them less exhaust abusive and all that? Right. Well, I guess those things use rhodium in them, don't they? Yeah. Ooh, Kurt's getting rich bit, right now, mostly, buddy. It mostly is palladium and, and platinum. But the right. tip of your ballpoint pen has rhodium in it. Wow, right. pretty soon ballpoint hey. pens are going to be going through the root. Where's rhodium sitting, Brian? <laughs> uh, fourteen nine. Wow. That's down a lot. Well, it's up higher than it was last week. It's up four hundred dollars from last week, but yeah, it's down from the twenty thousand that we had before. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Anyway, I look at this home costs. I look at this rhodium costs. I look at all these things, and I'm just kind of freaking out a little bit because look, they claim that this stuff's going to just continue through the end of the year, just rise, rise, rise. The real question is, how much can people really take, Brian? Well, good good question. I mean, the, the demand the demand basically for metal, I mean, is is still very high. I mean, silver right now we we're hitting now we're starting to hit the crunch of deliver uh, delivering in a period of time. You know, instead of you know, I was trying to keep it in store and so on, but it's it's harder and harder to do. So now it's a time you want metal. It might take you a month or two to get it. So what do you think the cause that. of that is? Well, I mean, the demand basically to produce, and and uh, now you, you know you purchase, and okay, well, it just it, it stems up. Everybody's starting to really kind of take. Uh, they're they're wanting this metal, which drives the demand, and so now as you add everything into it, industry they don't care what they pay. Industry they don't care as far as you know your big. Governments don't care either. They don't buy anything back, so they they produce and 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 they're trying to find uh, metal on the open market. So yes, and some of these outfits are, you know, six eight months out. I mean, to get the product, the big wholesalers. So yeah, that's that's the next uh, part of the game. Is is I hear Kelly has a massive cash. Kelly, are you going to just start selling and kind of? You're kind of like the metal reserve guy. You know, when everything gets bad, Biden wants to, like, let oil out of the oil reserve to kind of make everything okay. Are you going to do that with your big old stock, let a little bit out so we're all all right? I, I don't want to hurt everybody all at once. But see, and the deal is, like, <laughs> if, if people would take 1,000-ounce bars, I'm sure Brian could get a lot of those right away. You know, it's just the manufacturing going from 1,000-ounce to a bunch of one-ounce rounds or 10-ounce bars. That's that's where the holdup is. But if you want thousand ounce bars, they're they're usually pretty available. How much is the thousand ounce bar though? You know, oh, you're gonna pay yeah. like eighteen thousand dollars for one of those babies or something, don't you? Yeah, you're probably nineteen, nineteen five. So I don't know, somewhere in there, yeah. You strapped yeah, that see, on your I back. told you Kelly's like the big investor guy, man. He just throws down twenty grand and says, Hey man, get me a bar. I buy one of these a week, buy, you know. Yeah, right. I just buy gold. <laughs> 
doesn't hurt as much when they lift it up. Well, well it, man, you, know, you can. I guess can, if you're you buying can, a car, those bars would be good. But for most transactions, especially if it goes up even further, that's not uh, the problem. Is the usability, Brian? Well, in those bars, maybe you could you could build a house with bars. See, maybe the front steps and then the foundation, and you know, you you put it into silver bars, and you peel a little off as you need it. There you go. All right. So I find that interesting, this whole thing about interest rates, folks. I really find it. Now, here's some surveys and some studies that I think you guys might find fascinating. 38% of full-time workers who have a 401k now, they believe they won't even be able to reach their retirement goals. That's according to a Bank of America survey. So 38% believe they simply will not even be able to reach their retirement goals, even though they've got a full-time good job and a 401k. That's according to this survey. And they say just 56% of employees surveyed were confident that they would not be able to reach their retirement goals. That's down from 69% who felt confident in February 2022. So, uh, you know, only 38% of those who have a 401k, but 56% of people in general so you look at that and you go, wow, people have lost confidence already and half of this fake money system we're in is the confidence game, Kelly. Well, exactly. And and what's going to happen, and, and the boomer, you know, the boomers, we should be okay, but the, the younger kids, the government's going to, it needs money. It's, it's hemorrhaging, buying all this stuff. So what they're going to do is they're going to go in and say, hey, you've got stock in your 401k. Well, we're going to trade that for U.S. savings bonds. So you still have the same stuff, and then we're just going to take the stock. But you have the same stuff, and one has potential to go up in value, and the other one, based on its U.S. debt. So that's that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a haircut, but that's what's going to happen to these young kids. They're they're not going to come ahead. I have with that. What do you say to that? This Brian? Yeah, I think I think Kelly's right. I mean. <clears throat> You know, it's it's uh, it's where it is, and <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, few, fewer than one in three believe they will be able to meet their spending needs in retirement. Employees' financial optimism has plummeted to a five-year low, with just forty-four percent saying they they felt quote financially well. Seventy-one percent of respondents. Reporting that the cost of living was outpacing the their salary. The American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from RangeMagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right, we'd like to thank Brian Rust of RustQuinnandGift.com. You have to take off for some business, but we thank him for all that he does. RustQuinnandGift.com. Not only does he support this broadcast, but he also is an honest coin dealer. If you want to get constitutional currency, if you want to get coins, Brian Rust is your man. Buy or sell, he's got the middle just for you. RustQuinnandGift.com. Kelly Finnegan with us, uh, and we're talking about this economic I don't know what you want to say, turmoil. Interest rates are up. Stock market's down. 38% of full-time workers with a 401k say, man, it ain't looking good for me. And 56%, uh, even that means if they don't even have a 401k, just everybody going, man, this retirement thing ain't looking good. Fewer than one in three believe they'll be able to meet their spending in retirement days. Employees' financial optimism has dropped big time over the last five years because, hey, you know what? Listen. 71% of respondents reporting said that the cost of living was outpacing salary or wages. Real hourly wages have dropped 2.8% year over year in August. So you know what? Your wages are stagnating uh, and inflation's raging. Uh, There you have it. What do you want to say to that, Kelly? Well, I think it's interesting the way they change the name of things. Like, People that have 30-year mortgages are, are known as homeowners. Like, no, you're not a homeowner. Sorry. You're buying a home, but you're, I, I don't know a lot of people that own homes. But uh, I just had a, a coworker buying the house and so excited. Oh, this time next week I'll be a homeowner. I'm like, no, you won't. But Yeah, because you may never be able to pay it off. And just to make ends meet due to the abusive manipulation and inflation and everything else we have, you probably have to refinance 46 times, and you may never even own that, dude, folks. Well, That's kind of the reality, right? If you stop paying taxes on it, let's see how long they'll let you live in your house. (laughs) There you go. Sad but reality, ladies and gentlemen. Now, listen to this. (laughs) Do you know who your money advisor is? Have you ever heard of those guys? It's a website in a group called Your Your Money Advisor. Now listen to this headline. Your Money Advisor, quote, inflation may just save you at tax time, writes Ann Karens. <laughs> inflation may just save you at tax time, Kelly. And they say the reason for this, listen, the federal government annually adjusts many elements of its complex tax code including the standard deduction, 
and the tax brackets get adjusted to reflect inflation and avoid stealth tax increases. Do you want to respond to that, Kelly? Well, yeah, and if my employer cuts my tax or my income by 10%, I can save taxes too. Yeah, if you don't have any money, you don't have to pay any taxes. It's the best news of all, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a way to skew things to try to make it look good. They, they, you know, it's Joseph Goebbels would be, you know, proud of these guys. Anyway, I, I just find this fascinating where we sit. What do you think is going to happen? Are they going to drive this to the roof? Is it, is it going to be a period of, of literal... Uh, turning us all into poverty on the land our founding fathers fought for? Uh, or is this a temporary dip and we're going to see brighter days? Uh, how long do you think this is going to be? I know that's a whole lot of guesswork. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this, Kelly? Oftentimes we're told that this is going to be a meltdown and then, you know, it rebounds. And it's like, oh, just kidding. It wasn't so bad. Or even 2008, they say it was the greatest recession, not a depression. But it was, you know, but still it wasn't that bad for many. A lot of people lost wealth and a lot of things happened. Uh, but nobody completely melted down because there's so much government uh, support and you know social welfare and everything else out there now that we really didn't feel it. Do you think this is going to be a, we're going to feel it this time really bad, or do you think this is going to be kind of a dip in the fiat money game? Well, you can just see that everybody's getting used to the way things are now. You know, oh, and, and you know, since Obama, they're just trying to make us like everybody else. You know, that America isn't exceptional in any way, so... It's just trying to bring us down and make everybody kind of hang their head down and just kind of muddle through. And this is what you accept. And it's going to take this long to get things. And so I, I think our standard of living is going to go down. It's going to go down in a lot of other countries much worse. I mean, if I was, if you were in the Middle East, you might not even get to eat, you know. But you can see they're doing this in Holland, who are the best farmers in the world, and not letting them do what they do best in Canada. Um China's having big time problems that we we don't hear about here, but they're they're way probably the worst country in the world as far as uh, with droughts and floods and just everything going on there, political turmoil and the lockdowns with the vaccine mandate that they have, and you have to be tested every three days, and they can make your phone turn red, and if you leave the house without your phone, then they lock you up for five days, and it's just. A nightmare and people just get used to it all right i don't know where we're going to go from here with all this though it's really really hard you know what what i find people do oftentimes when they preach doom and gloom what they usually do is they provide a time uh and i believe that's the worst thing you can do because we know that the fiat system will not last no country has lasted with a fiat fake money system uh we also know that when you jettison constitutional currency look you're in trouble Okay, so we know that it's that it's abusive and wrong, and even the prosperity we've experienced since World War II has all been really false prosperity. Pretend money, pretend prosperity. The problem is when you uh, call a halt to the con game and say it's going to happen here or there, their ability to manipulate is astounding. They won't be able to do it forever. There's no question about that. But so far, they've been really, really, really good at whenever someone gives a time frame, they get look, they get made a, an idiot out of. They get they look foolish. Um, because the fact is it's going to happen, but the timing is very difficult. This is an important point that I think most people miss, Kelly. Oh, yeah. You can, you can drag this out. They can drag it out for, you know, decades. But there is going to come a point where it, 
you know, it ends. And, and the U.S. dollar is the only reserve currency the world's ever had. There have been dominant currencies, but this is the first time where everybody's been forced to use it. And, and the Nixon cut it tied to gold, so it just became a floating balloon at that time, and everybody was hooked to that balloon. And so, yeah, it's just to the, to the moon. And, you know, and like Alan Greenspan said, he says, I can make any Social Security payment you want me to. I just can't guarantee what those dollars will be worth. So that tells you right there that we can have hyperinflation. All right, there you have it. I don't know what people should do. I mean, I know getting gold and silver is important. Act, that'll act as a hedge, but that won't necessarily get you rich. I don't know what the paper plays unless people take possession of the metals uh, that will be able to really um, call a halt to the con game. Metals won't fluctuate where they really ought to because of the metal games. Uh, with paper play they're doing, etc. Um, so I would buy gold and silver as a hedge against inflation and a stability factor if times should get tough or if they move us to a cash, cashless society. Uh, that's the kind of the biggest fear right now on the table. They're really pushing for this uh, government digital currency plan. Uh, you know, they don't want to be left out of the crypto game over there at the Federal Reserve. They want to take center stage for that. That's probably even a bigger fear than anything else we've talked about, Kelly. Yeah, it, it, it's spooky. I, I remember in, in Wisconsin, I had a neighbor. He, he went all in on the GM stocks when the government took it over, hoping that the same thing that happened to Chrysler would happen. And he's like, if, if they do it, I'll, I'll be a multimillionaire. But instead, General Motors stock, you know, the company ended. So all that stock that he bought was worthless. One of the strongest stocks ever of all time went to zero. The General Motors stock of today is not the General Motors stock of the 50s or 60s. So, yeah, they, but it sounds, oh, it's, you know, they can keep the game going. That's the thing with it. And, and like precious metals, I don't look at it as getting rich, but I look at it as not losing. And, that, and that's what it is. And these 401ks that people have, look how much they've lost in the stock market. And if a company goes under, then that stock goes to zero. All right, Kelly, I wonder this also when we think about the economy. Uh, I had a friend who lived in Mexico. Uh, and I remember when it was the 2008 recession kind of thing, and it was really bad for us. And I think it hit a lot of Mexico hard, too, because they do so much trade with the United States, etc. cetera. Uh, and I said, hey, you know, uh, how hard is this thing hitting you guys down there? And the response was, you know what? We're so poor we didn't even notice. And I think about a statement like that, and my question is, do you think more and more Americans are going to be so close to poverty in this, uh, so poor that, hey, a lot of it won't affect them? Look, if you don't have a lot in the stock market, so that going way up, way down doesn't matter. Uh, you barely can make groceries now anyway, and you can barely, you know, have the necessities. Most of the um, way they calculate the economy now takes out groceries and housing or whatever you want to say, some of the most critical elements that it takes to survive. Uh, to where I don't even know how much this will affect the average person that is forced to live very frugally already anyway. What do you think? You, you just have to learn, learn to live differently. In the 80s in Argentina, they just one day told everybody to cross off three zeros on their currency. And Venezuela just told them to take nine zeros off. <clears throat> so, you know, a, a month's wages, you can buy enough to get a soda, you know. So it's. People just find a way, you know, there'll be a barter system. So that's why it's really important to have skills 
you know, I, I'd much rather have a plumber than a, than a psychiatrist personally. All right. Our next guest, interestingly enough, is going to be Patrick Byrne Kelly. And Patrick Byrne was the uh, president or the CEO of Overstock for a long time. And he battled in a huge campaign against what they called naked shorting uh, by analysts. Um, there's been a plan, says Burns, since we, you know, they want to destroy Overstock's stock. They want to drive it down. They even had a plan when the company was then, you know, anyway, he goes on. But bottom line is he's saying, look, they're playing games of the stock market. That's the real problem here. Boy, we're seeing this now, right? Yeah, they're they're betting that companies will fail. You know how 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 good can that be for building up the economy when people are gambling that something's going to go under or have hard times? That's not looking forward. That's just greed. So the headline uh, that was attributed to Patrick Burns Burn on this is this: naked short selling is literally stealing money from the widows, retirees, and other small business investors. Very interesting, huh? Because I think that's where we're sitting today. Yeah, it's exactly where we're at. We're, we, you know, it's, it's, a year from now, we're not even going to recognize what it was a year ago. Because look where we are now and think about where we were a year ago. Completely different, you know. Nothing you'd even expect. All right, there's a lot going on in the news, folks. I can promise you that. And Kelly, we sure appreciate you and all that you do. We'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep it up every week and see what's going on in the markets as we watch them unfold, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the wise okay. counselors on this encourage constitutional currency and avoid too much speculation about what's going to happen and the timing thereof. That's why what we have to say is a whole lot more important than those who just spew at the mouth and pretend they know, because nobody knows the future. Kelly, thank you, sir. Thank you. It was good to be here. All right. The Honest Money Report continues, ladies and gentlemen. RustCoinandGift.com is the place to go. I am Sam Bushman. That was Kelly Finnegan and Brian Rust. Uh, not to mention, um, not to mention our guest, Christine. Chevrier that was with us, or Kristen Chevrier. God bless all of them, and God bless you. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 29th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the supreme law of the land, the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. I believe it should be the political religion of our nation. That's the Constitution. I believe it's all designed to point us to Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. 
and to literally reduce government authority and power and abuse over the people. Government is a necessary evil as we await and prepare for the Savior Jesus Christ to return. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Again, a big shout out to and prayers for our brothers and sisters in the path of Hurricane Ian. It's pretty brutal. We also talked last hour to Kristen Chevrier. She wants to educate and empower parents and individuals to make important, informed health decisions. She wants to also educate and assist policymakers in formulating health, uh, sound health policies, rules, and law. You want to learn more? Yourhealthfreedom.org. Yourhealthfreedom.org. Uh, and Kristen has a couple of events coming up next week, October 7th and 8th, ladies and gentlemen. Tickets are now on sale for the 2022 Your Health Freedom Symposium uh, and Gala coming up on the 7th and the 8th. Seating is limited, so use the discount code SAM15 and you get a discount for these incredible uh, events. Uh, There's two events, but they're related. But there's just one's Friday night and then one's all day Saturday, both incredible events. To learn more, yourhealthfreedom.org. All right, our guest, Patrick Byrne, ladies and gentlemen. He's known for a lot of things, but one of them is he was the CEO of Overstock and the chairman and CEO for quite some time, a couple of decades, if you will. Uh, He's also known for standing for the sacred cause of liberty. Uh, He wants the truth on elections is kind of one of the biggest focuses uh, for Patrick. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Sam, what an honor to be on with you again. Thank you. Hey, one of the things I want to highlight, though, too, um, you are a financial guru uh, by nature as well, and you have really highlighted something very important that I want to bring up right now because, as everybody knows, inflation's out of control, uh, increased taxation's out of control. Uh, but you talk a lot about uh, when you were CEO of Overstock and you uh, had court cases and everything else related to this, naked short yep. selling is literally stealing money from the widows, retirees, and other small investors. Uh, this is a serious problem as they manipulate the stock market and fleece most of us out of our 401ks, uh, etc. Yep. Patrick, do you want to speak to that for a second? Sure. I've learned that when you use financial terms like naked short selling, people's brains kind of shut down if they're not in finance. So it's really just set, even set aside that term. And you have it, the, 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 and I'll tell you what, what's going on, but the net result, here's the way to think of it. Think of, there's, think of the savings and the pensions of America are in a great big aquarium. And somebody figured out, the smart guys on Wall Street in the, in the banks, in the back offices, basically figured out a way to drive a, a, uh, a little spigot into the bottom of that tank. And they can just open it and drain the savings of America out. That's what they've done. It's the technique is the te- it has to do with flaws. It, it, I don't want to get into the, into the finance too much, but it turns out to be a way that you can manipulate the market. And so all that the public sees is that their stocks are down. But meanwhile, you make billions out the back end. And this has really been the the for many hedge funds, for many, many hedge funds. This turns out to have been uh, a real really their their main uh, their main practice. 
it it leaves behind events such as we've seen in the last year, things like this GameStop and a few of these a few of these stocks that soar. That's when these when these people do this kind of manipulation. Sometimes it gets away from them, and the opposite happens, and it and a stock will explode like the game. You've heard about some of these stocks that have exploded, like GameStop. That's what's going on. But for the most part, these guys win. They crush companies. It's illegal. It's manipula. It's stock manipulation. But everyone's in on it. The big players on Wall Street are on it. The SEC barely protects people. And so, uh, but it's amazing how after all these years, it's suddenly coming to the forefront of public consciousness, isn't it? Yes. And I wonder for the average American, though, is there anything we can do to insulate ourselves from this? They literally have computers that do, um, you know, split fraction second trading and manipulation and this and that. And they sort yeah, things and they have there's, there's, infinite money. Is yeah. there anything we can do? There is nothing you can do. First, you should not be in Wall Street. You should not be in the stock market trading. You shouldn't be a day trader. If you're a day trader, Warren Buffett has a saying that if you ever show up at a poker table and in 15 minutes you haven't figured out who the pigeon is, it's because you're the pigeon. If you're a day trader going into the market and trying and trying to make money trading you know, on a daily basis, you're always going to get beat by the big guys, the machines, the algorithms. They have preferential access to information. They see your orders and your order flow. So there's no way to beat it. Now, there is a way to beat it, which is if you do sort of the old-fashioned value investing homework and where you pick companies you like and you wait for them to be cheap and you buy and you hold. But really, at this point, the stock market, I don't have any recommendation about anything financial other than get very, very safe. And to me, that means physical assets like land, like a home, like uh, gold or silver. Because I think we're at the end. Amen to that. Do you think that this is going to blow up? I know over and over, whenever we have like a 2008 crisis or whatever we have from time to time, people believe this is the big one and, man, it's just never going to come back from here. Eventually that will happen with fiat currency. I agree. But uh, do you think we're seeing that now or do you think it will bounce back? What do you kind of expect for the next several years? I know that's a little bit speculative, but. Well, since you ask, I'll be honest. We are, uh, I think we definitely are going to have a great financial collapse. Uh, some of it may uh, – a great financial crisis. It may make the Great Depression look like a Sunday picnic. People have to think about their safety, which means uh, you, literally thinking in terms of having you know 30 days of food in your home, getting $500 or in cash and turning it into silver coins and things like that. So people should think in terms of safety. And I actually think that we are, I don't want to get too, I don't know where you are in the whole election 2020 thing. I don't want to dwell on it. And I Oh, we're going to get into that in just a second. There's an incredible article written by William Jasper, ladies and gentlemen, relating to his sit down with Patrick, which we're going to dig into in just a second. But I just well, felt the finances, are, the finances are just so critical that I wanted to kind of get your take. Uh, because you know what? You've made a lot of money. You've done very well for yourself. And, you know, you and Warren Buffett and many others, uh, your guidance is very good. It's different for the mainstream, but it's but it's protecting people uh, and their assets and their decisions is why I'm bringing it up, Patrick. Well, there is a way through this. There's a way through this individually and as a country. And there's absolutely a way through this. I do sometimes wonder, are the people in charge now even trying to find a way through this? Or is the goal just to collapse the whole system and then out of the rubble, they're going to emerge as tyrants? I don't know. 
because they don't even seem to be trying sometimes, do they? I mean, they're making such fundamental mistakes. Seems could, could they really be doing this bad a job, or is it on purpose, Sam? It's, it's got to be on purpose because you see it happen over and over and over. And if you study the big bankers uh, throughout history, Andrew Jackson uh, back in the day routed them out when he was president of the United States. Uh, this is beyond debate that it's on purpose, Patrick. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think they basically have looted the country until there's nothing left. And now they're trying to pay the bill by presenting us on a silver platter to a bunch of, you know, either Central European villains, the World Economic Forum, or out to China or something. That's how they're paying the bill. But basically, the elites have drained this country through that trick I was telling you about trillions. Trillions have been drained through that that spigot I was describing, through this technique. And the pension funds have figured it out. The savings of America have been drained out. And now they're trying to pay the bill by presenting us on a silver platter and to someone else and collapse us and out of the rubble the you know the the reckoning never comes something like that is and if we there. catch them at it and start prosecuting people they'll try to take us to civil war uh, and or war internationally uh, even more than they already are we're on the brink of a nuclear possible right now and i pray that we remain patient on that that something doesn't happen all right ladies and gentlemen patrick byrne had the chance to sit down with william jasper the headline is called 2022 Elections quite perilous. Patrick is afraid they're going to try to radically steal this election, create violence and discord. Ladies and gentlemen, I've watched this thing and I'm convinced these elections 2020 uh, certainly put it on the national stage. But these election frauds have been going on for a long time, Patrick. Two decades, two decades. Well, I I think election fraud is, is as old as an American is apple pie. But it's going on at an industrial scale over the last 15 to 20 years. I, and it's not by any means. This is just Democrats. There's Republicans. It's really an, a corrupt establishment taking over the country from the people. And there's all over the country, there's Republicans on it, and there's them, all the Democrats. 75% of the Democrats are corrupt, but at least 60% of the Republican hierarchy is corrupt. In places like South Carolina and Nevada, the Republicans are all just as crooked as the Democrats. They're in on it. And they don't want to see the election systems get fair because there's like this elite that has emerged on the back of dirty elections. And our elections are so crooked, you can't believe it. Once you pile into it and start digging, you can't believe you can't believe it's gotten this bad. When we get back, I want to talk to Patrick Byrne more about this, because the more we dig in and produce evidence, the more they double down and pretend there's no evidence. There seems to be a psychotic disconnect in the country, ladies and gentlemen, between the government the media, the courts, and we the people. I pray it gets better, but I predict they're gonna they're gonna foment this divide that's gonna get worse. Hang tight, Patrick Byrne continues in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Call for Civility. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. (sighs) Honey, I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. (laughs) No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, Mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Patrick Byrne on your radio. We're talking about election fraud. Uh, You know, they want to play games with words and say, yeah, fraud's a really high bar to prove. It's not fraud. But look, folks, whether we're talking about votes outside the law, whether we're talking about election manipulation, whether we're talking about shenanigans here or there or anywhere, the fact is, you know what, we at the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, I'm the operations manager for that organization, we've been calling for all sheriffs, all 3,000 plus counties to investigate election, you can call it irregularities, you can call it tampering, you can call it fixing, you can call it fraud, you can call it vote fraud, election fraud, I don't care what words you use, folks, the evidence is everywhere and they literally say oh without evidence trump makes claims without evidence mike lindell makes claims without evidence patrick byrne makes claim without evidence sam bushman makes claim and my response is look we even documented that the fbi literally got in bed with mark zuckerberg ladies and gentlemen and literally committed election fraud mark put 400 million dollars into elections where did that money go uh, you know, you don't know. But then the FBI literally lied about Trump in the Russian dossier, while at the same time he, the FBI blocked stories, literally shut down blackballed stories related to Hunter and Joe. And in that reality, they manipulated the election where they claim Biden won. But Biden still lost, even with all that shenanigans. They had to resort to 2,000 mules tactics uh, and many, many, many others. Uh, to force their will on the American people. It's not about election. It's about selection. Patrick? That's correct. The whole system's rigged. The whole system's rigged. It has become super clear. It, it was clear mathematically, and if you had any sense, back in November 2020. But we've now had 20 months. We've put it all together. I've been working with prosecutors and, and law enforcement people, and we have the whole story. We know what happened. It's there's 14 different ways to rig the system. The, the these the systems there's, and so much evidence has been found at this point. These people are living in a bubble. I I didn't even know. It's weird 
for me when I meet people who say, but where's the evidence? Because there's such a mountain of evidence at this point. At this point, you know, the, the developments in June of this year, just three months ago, the DHS came out with a report that might as well have been called the deplorables were correct again report because it's a report on these systems where they laid out nine gaping vulnerabilities where they say these systems they themselves have now come out and said these systems have huge security vulnerabilities and based i don't know if you're familiar with the case of tina peters in colorado do you know that woman oh yeah of course we've had her on several times we're totally caught up and she's spot on and our prayers are with her sir yeah, well, what what the DHS said could happen, her work in Colorado proved did happen. It absolutely is the artifact that they found on the on the uh, image of the machine that she caused to be taken, which was absolutely her right and effectively duty her do to do. I haven't. It's not really in the public, but I'll let you know that same. So they in in Grand Junction, Colorado, so they got a hold of an image thanks to an honest government official. They got a hold of an image of the 2020 uh, database, and they discovered there absolutely had been a hidden script that had waken up and done all this crazy stuff and moved 30,000 votes and such. That same script was found. I, I don't know if this is public yet, but I'll share it. It was found in Maricopa. Do you remember how in Maricopa the people said that they deleted their election database the, the night before they finally complied with the subpoena? They deleted their election database. That database actually got undeleted, got reversed, and they were able to reconstruct it, and they found the exact same thing there had been done. In addition, now Lindell has they've, – they've collected 1,000 – there's 3,100 counties in America. 1,000 of them have had the cast vote records from 2020 collected, and that's just citizens using Freedom of Information Act requests. Of those thousands, 600 have been examined, and 570, or 95 percent – show that they were corrupted. The election was corrupted in 95% of the counties that have been examined in America. There is vote flipping. It's not happening on both sides. There's school board seats that are being changed. There's congressional seats. There's uh, city you know, council, town council seats. There's someone with a plan to take over America, and they are very selectively choosing people around the country to make win. And I think they've been doing this since about 2006. Somebody's taking over. If it seems like our country has shifted in a way that you wonder, gee, did we really all shift that way? Maybe we did. Maybe someone just got – think of the the possibility someone got a hold of how to rig the the systems, the election systems, and they are seat by seat have been changing our country. That's absolutely clear now because the election of 2020 made us dig in and discover, and it's – you know, it's it's beyond any question now. In fact, just a couple of weeks, on September 15th in Williamston, Tennessee, did you cover that case? Do you know about that case yet? We you haven't. Know. Go ahead, Big sir. Person. Williamston, Tennessee, well, there have been a bunch of places that have done hand counts in, in the last year. There's been a primary. There's been some other election. The answer comes out crazy. They do a hand count. You get a totally different number that the, than what the computer spits out when you feed it to ballots. In Williamson, Tennessee, that happened. They brought in the, the county, brought in the EAC, the federal government. The federal government brought in Dominion. They analyzed it, and they have now stated, they agree, that their system 5.5A had a bug in it. And the bug caused something very horrible to happen, and that was this. Do you have 60 seconds or 45 to explain? Do you have 45? Absolutely, 45 sure. Seconds? Yes. Yeah. There's such a thing as a provisional ballot. If I go in to vote and they say, oh, no, Patrick, where would you receive your vote by your ballot by mail? I, and I say, no, 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 I haven't voted. 
they give me a ballot they call provisional. I fill it out, and then and they put it in the system, but the system keeps track. It, it counts the votes on it, but it doesn't actually add them towards any score. That's a provisional ballot. And then the idea is over a week they're going to figure out, did I, am I telling the truth or not, and then whether they count it. What they discovered is when you feed a batch of ballots into the machine, and there's typically 200 in a batch, if you feed them in and ballot number 123 is a provisional ballot, the machine correctly says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to look at what this person voted for, but I'm not going to add those towards the, towards the total vote totals. And it sets that flag. But then for the last 77 ballots in the batch, it does the same thing. It doesn't count them, which is a total pure glitch. They're saying it's an accident. We think, and that means that 15 to 30% of the ballots go uncounted. And that explains why they're, that's the most benign explanation of this fact that has emerged in the last few months. Let me give you a, a quick story. There was a woman in Georgia, Democrat, Michelle Longmeadows. She ran she, for in a primary, congressional primary. She came in third, Democrat with 24% of the vote. Two other Democrats had 39, 31. She discovered that she didn't get a single vote in many precincts, including her own, which she knew couldn't be true because she and her husband had both voted for her. So she demanded a hand count. She discovered she they they had taken three thousand the machines which had been they ran the ballots through again and again and they always spit out one answer when they did the hand count she had sixty percent she won in a landslide the the machines were completely rigging now now Dominion has come back and the EAC has come back at least regarding Williamson Tennessee and said well it was a bug in the machine I'm not sure if it was or not but it means everything run in 2020 on those machines we now know for a fact. But here's the point. Here's the point, Patrick. Even if they say there was a bug in the machine and, and, and this is all by accident, this is all mistake. That's why I say call it votes outside the law. Call it bugs in machines. Call it election fraud. Call it whatever you want. The fact is our elections are absolutely dishonest and not accurate. Yep. And honesty is the They're issue. Sloppy. They're sloppy. They're sloppy. Whether, you, whether it's intentional or whether it's just really sloppy equipment. There's so much slop in our elections, we have no idea who we really are electing all over the country. We have no idea. There's not a person in this country, I'm sure, really deserves their seat now, given what I've learned over the last year. All right, now that we have the proof. It may be deliberate. Now that we have the proof, regardless of what, now that Americans have been alerted to this big time, and there's quite a few of us, there's literally action in every state to keep an eye on on and scrutinize these elections. A lot of changes have been made, some of them to the good, but you say that, hey, it's gonna be quite perilous, that they're gonna to try to radically steal this election in 2022 midterms. Uh, do you think they're gonna be able to do it even with the scrutiny we're putting on them? Well, I think it's much more difficult. What I'm afraid they're gonna do is just try to create violence and then try to pin it on us, and specifically on me. I've actually received word from within the DHS because there are many people in the DHS checked out, not believing on what they're being told. And they are letting me know that some of the higher ups in the DHS are trying to set me up. They're already telling people, look, it's going to be we are afraid this election is getting, going to get disrupted by violence. And when the people ask, is it Russia, is it China or whatever, they say, no, nope, no, nope, it's Patrick Byrne and what he's doing. So they are actually already trying to build a case. Uh, that, uh, that. It's Patrick Byrne, it's Mike Lindell, it's uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. And, uh, hey, there's a few players that are ruining the whole country they want you to believe. Their, their lies are just legendary. The sad part is with the mainstream press, uh, if they tell that lie enough, people start to dishonestly believe it. Yep. 
Hang tight. We're going to come back with Patrick and talk more. Uh, we got to talk about a very interesting topic. I'll just say that. We'll come back and dig in in seconds with Patrick Byrne on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Hurricane Ian weakened to a Category 1 hurricane late Wednesday, but officials say it remains a dangerous storm as high waters begin to recede in some areas. The National Hurricane Center said Ian is heading towards Florida's northeast Atlantic coast and was still capable of catastrophic storm surge winds and flooding. Roughly two and a half million homes are without power in the state this hour. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, FEMA has, as I mentioned, activated individual assistance for those in need of help who qualify. You go to FEMA.gov or you can call 1-800-621-3262. Make sure you take a picture of the water line in your home because if you can show that, we're able to get uh, assistance uh, to you faster. The DEA announced it has confiscated more than 36 million lethal doses of the drug fentanyl in multiple states over a five-month period. The drug busts were part of the DEA's One Pill Can Kill initiative. In baseball, Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run of the season on Wednesday night, tying the longtime American League record set by Roger Maris in 1961. The leaks from the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines detected Tuesday were the result of a deliberate act. The European Union's foreign policy chief, Joseph Burrell, said in a statement Wednesday, while Burrell did not name a culprit, he added that safety and environmental concerns are of the utmost priority. An election worker in western Michigan has been charged with two felonies after inserting a flash drive into a computer during an election in August. It's reported to have happened in a precinct in Gaines Township in Kent County. James Donald Hochbohr faces nine years in prison. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2-neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenstockJournal.com. GreenstockJournal.com. See her when she's around, she takes my blues away. 
Sweet Maria. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Byrne with us. There's a big old scandal going on. The chick's name, Maria Butina. And uh, so uh, they say she's a Russian spy. Uh, they say she's an enemy. She got in trouble. She got arrested. And she had a relationship uh, with Patrick. Um, the FBI is now uh, really attacking Patrick on this. Uh, they've been mocking him on this and playing games on this. Here's the funny part. The mainstream press only lets you hear <laughs> the government story. And as you know, you can't trust the government. They lie. They're dishonest. They've uh, you know, promoted the Russian dossier against the Donald for quite some time. Uh, they've been exposed as frauds on that. Well, how about hearing from Patrick's side of the story? Patrick, my Maria. <laughs> my Maria. Actually, I don't think the FBI has much to say about me and Maria. I, uh, I, finally came out, I finally came out and told the public in a speech last December in Dallas. Which was, here's the thing nobody's quite really got together, or the punchline of it. As funny as this may be to hear, I was the Red Sparrow. I was the Red Sparrow. I was working for Peter Strzok. And that's what I finally came out and explained last. So I've, I've, I explained last 10 months ago, I've had a weird relationship where I had absolutely not a weird relationship with uncle sam all my life i'm not a spy i'm not an asset i'm not a confident it's more like i'm a professor i'm a professor and intellectual is if i can say that without sounding pompous that occasionally they ask to, to do things to, to work on some problem that doesn't that they don't really have a normal way to go about it and it was in that context that i actually was instructed to engage with and eventually seduce marie Butina. So I had a relationship with Maria Bettina. Let me tell you, everything you think you know about the Russian collusion, delusion, is a lie. Every, it all started a year earlier than they're saying. It, uh, it was a setup from the get-go. They were setting it up since July of 2015, and I was part of it. And uh, uh, if you know about that, uh, so the whole, the whole relationship with Maria was done, conducted under the gaze of the United States government. The United States government knew about her the day she landed. They knew everything she was doing from me. She knew about all these meetings. They had me arrange some of the meetings she had. They wanted her in Washington, D.C., swimming around Republican circles so that the day they needed to, I, I started thinking, I knew by December 2015, 2015, what they were doing was they were building a can. I called it a can-o scandal that they were putting on the shelf. And the day they needed it, they were going to take it off, shake it up, open it and spray it all over the Republicans. And it wasn't just about Trump. They were setting up Cruz, Rubio, or Trump. Whoever got ahead in that election cycle was going to face a Russian, a, a Russian scandal. They were, it was all being set up a year before the election, and I was part of it, and I was working for Peter Strzok. So that's a mouthful, and they hate that I've come out and have said that much. I normally don't have anything to do with the FBI. I helped the FBI investigate wall street 14 years ago and that's why i knew them i normally am not don't have anything to do with them i'm really much more like an academic who writes papers and reads books and gives speeches to the government when they ask me to work on the subject and that's what i've done occasionally i get some weird requests like this i engage with maria because she was an intellectual and that did lead to a relationship and the whole thing was conducted under the nose of the u.s government they let it all happen it was all a setup i again i knew by december 2015 which is seven months before they even acknowledged they knew about Maria. They say they learned about her in July of 2016, and that's what started 
Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Peter Strzok came out and said that last year. He's lying through his teeth. It all started a year earlier. And they had they had me maneuver. What it really turned out that I was doing was I was maneuvering her around Washington to smudge up. Or at least I didn't do much of the maneuvering. I was in the background. She was living with some Republican guy. I was having an affair with her. And she and but I was keeping track of her and opening doors where necessary that when they asked me to, they wanted her to smudge up the Republican Party. So when they pulled the pin, they would have a huge scandal on the Republicans. And I know that. And I figured that out by November or December of 2015. That's what they were doing. Now, when you and say that's they, when, who's they, and, Patrick? Uh, James Comey and John Brennan were the names used with me. And I was told I was reporting directly to them. I was told that the people who were dealing with me said we're leaving meetings with you and getting on video screens and reporting directly to Brennan and Comey. So do you know about the bribery stuff, too? Uh, a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. They, in the middle of that, they had me drop off her. They said, we got something more important for you to work on. We need you to set up Hillary Clinton in a bribe. And uh, they told me the orders came from James Comey, and they, I did work several months, and I arranged it. I arranged an $18 million bribe for Hillary Clinton, which uh, – and then I was told I had to forget it on the grounds that – and what was finally explained to me was I had to forget it because they were going to be blackmailing her. They wanted her to be president, and then they were going to be blackmailing her. They were going to own her rather than – and so uh, – so I can promise that in the depths of our government, at least several years ago, and I don't think it's any better now, there was a hostile force who was absolutely engaged in political espionage. They were setting up a Russian scandal on the Republican Party, and they set up an 18 – well, they had me set up an $18 million bribe on Hillary Clinton, which I did, for what turned out to be so they could blackmail her. So there was absolutely an evil cell within our government – a deep state pulling the strings and making this stuff happen. So, do you know about the rape and murder? Go ahead. Oh, it gets a little heavy. It gets a little heavy. We can take it. No, you can't. It just gets too crazy sounding. But uh, it gets too crazy sounding. I figured out what was going on, and I played a little game of my own. Which was I, so I figured out I was on let's call it the path to the Russian collusion delusion. I knew that by the 20, late 2015, what they were doing. I put a boulder over that path for them to walk down that path any further. They had to walk, they had to walk around that boulder. Do you know what the boulder is? I don't. I told them I had drugged Maria Butina and raped her, and I wanted to see what Comey and Brennan would do. When they came back and they were okay with it, I uh, then let them know that I was planning on killing her. I had a plan to kill her. Wanted to see what they would do with it. They had me date her for five more months. Now you're asking, why would I do such a thing? Why would I set up a – and by the way, this is all completely – when I walked in three years ago to the DOJ and I laid all this out, they looked at me like I was crazy. And then they went and uh, – I talked to Maria and confirmed the first thing to know is there were two different periods I dated Maria. The second period I was doing it under the very close scrutiny of the FBI. That's the period I did this thing where I told him I had drugged her so I could question her and then had sex with her, which would count as rape. And I self-reported that in kind of an oblique way so the agents wouldn't react, but that they would put it together. And then when that flew, that went down okay with Comey and Brennan, 
I, I self-reported that if they needed, I had a plan to kill her. Just give me the word, I'll kill her. They, uh, they kept me on her for five more months. Why I did all of that, and this is the craziest part of all, I was sent to investigate them. In 2006, and there's the, the Senate Judiciary Committee I've been working with for about a year uh, regarding Wall Street. And they had become concerned. Like I, I knew in 05 that 08 was coming. I knew that crash was coming. I knew what was going on that was going to make it crash. I tried to alert Washington. I discovered how corrupt and inert Washington was at the time. Eventually, I ended up in the hands of the Senate Judiciary Committee, who told me that their, their mandate was to stop corruption in the U.S., and that they agreed with me that Washington was, had become very corrupt. And I worked with them for a year, believe it or not, meeting other government officials at their request and reporting back to the Senate Judiciary Committee who was honest, who was, who was dirty, who, who I thought was, was part of the problem, et cetera. In late 2006, they asked me, seven senators asked me to come to Washington and met me in a room, and they, showed, they told me that I was going to spend the rest of my life investigating corruption with inside the federal government. They told me that there had been a World War, that this had not been done since World War II, but there was a, an American who had had a, a lot of contact with the government was asked, they were concerned about German sympathizers in the U.S. government, and a Wall Street guy had been asked to basically tenet, become a German sympathizer and penetrate them. And they told me I was going to do this with my life, and the country needed me to do it, and that there was a deep state operating within the U.S., and I had to penetrate and find it. And they wrote a letter, and there was a letter sitting in the sitting in a, in a filing cabinet in Washington, D.C., that seven U.S. senators from both sides of the aisle were behind. The letter's on Senate Judiciary Stationery, and the first paragraph says that about their concern about a systemic corruption infiltrating the federal institutions of our nation's government. And the second paragraph says the Senate Judiciary Committee request that Patrick Byrne be shown extraordinary latitude under the laws of the United States of America in order to investigate the federal government, which is why 10 years later, when I found myself in a room with three federal agents who were explaining to me that we had, in fact, successfully bribed Hillary Clinton and she was just going to be blackmailed as president, and I figured out what they were doing with Maria Butina setting up this Russian collusion delusion, I gave it a, gave it a couple. I actually have to wait about six, seven months till I had the right opportunity, and then I created this sting on them. I put James Comey in the position for them to continue the Russian collusion investigation past October 2016. James Comey or John Brennan or Andy McCabe or one of these names had to sign off on a, on they. I deliberately created the impression that I had drugged, raped, and was planning on murdering Maria. Now, here's the punchline. That whole second time I dated her, never laid a finger on her, which she is all confirmed. I told her, this, this time, Maria, we're going to do this the old-fashioned, romantic way, European style. You're going you're gonna, to, when you visit me, you stay in the guest room, and we'll do this for six months, and only then, after six months, if you want to be married to me, then we get married, and only then do we sleep together again. And she thought this was so romantic, but accepted it. Meanwhile, I reported up my chain of command. I had drugged her, and then I raped her, and then I was planning to kill her. So when I went in and told this all to the DOJ three years ago, the first thing they did was go and interview Maria in her jail cell three days. And uh, she said, none of this happened. Patrick was the most perfect gentleman. I've had her. I, I set this up so beautifully. I was flying her around in private jets, helicopters, white tablecloth dinners. 
anyone observing would have thought we were having this mad romance. I kept her in the guest room, didn't lay a finger on her that I knew the whole thing was going to be examined by prosecutors and historians. So she completely corroborated. Sarah Carter also interviewed her in jail. She confirmed none of that. I was, I was like, she told, she said, I've never met a gentleman like Patrick Murray. I never thought the guys like this still existed. I was like the most perfect gentleman, like out of an old fashioned Fred Astaire movie. Yet up my chain of command, that's what I reported to see what Comey and Brennan would do. And they, someone, someone either Strzok, Priestap, McCabe, Comey, or John Brennan were put in the position in October 2016 that for them to continue their little plan, they had to, someone had to sign off. And because three, uh, I, someone had to sign off on a, on a rape and murder of a girl they knew to be innocent. I put them in that position deliberately. No one can figure out. And that, and that's why you're free today, though, isn't it? Well, no, I'm not sure. I, I, I think I'll be killed or imprisoned relatively soon, frankly. If, if we can't, we're, we're slipping into an authoritarian state, and they will. Uh, but, yeah, the reason I didn't prosecute me for the last three years is there's this crazy letter, and they found it. They found it. They let me know. <laughs> At first, they said, no, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a prophylactic pardon. All these lawyers said there's no such thing. I said, maybe, but go check your files. <laughs> they called back three days later. And said, we're terribly embarrassed, I have to tell you, but we checked our files and we found in our, uh, from 2000, a letter, uh, from 2006, a letter that says pretty much exactly what you say it says. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it hadn't been done since World War II. So I was sent to investigate the federal government by the Senate Judiciary Committee in 2006. And my, my report back to America is, yes, the federal government is completely corrupt. It's actually not completely corrupt. It's at the top. It's been corrupted. There's a deep state or something that has hijacked it. The, my, actually, my report on federal workers turns out to be much more positive than I would have ever expected. Uh, we have a terrific workforce, but something very deep and evil has taken over deep, deep within the government. Do you think it goes back to Hillary? Because it's one thing to say we're going to get her to cop to a bribe, we're going to blackmail her, but then she doesn't get the presidency. And now they say there's going to be a Clinton comeback in 2024, Patrick. No, Hillary Clinton was bribed. Eight, I'll tell you something that's not public, but I'll tell you something on your show. Hillary Clinton was bribed $18 million by the government of Azerbaijan on January 14, 2016. I've seen the paperwork. The Durham, I, I was shown the paperwork in the summer of 2020. They have her. They know she took an $18 million bribe from the government of Azerbaijan. She has a numbered bank account there. They showed it to me. So I'm getting, by telling you this, Believe me, there's a bunch of feds somewhere pulling their hair out to hear me saying this on the radio, but I don't care. Fellas, come kill me. If you want me to shut up, you got to come kill me or arrest me because I'm not going to shut up. The federal government knows that Hillary Clinton on January 14, 2016, took a $18 million bribe from the government of Azerbaijan. They have it. They have the proof. And nothing happened. They and showed that, me the proof. That means, though, that the Republicans... Uh, pretty much are okay with it too, or at least willing to cover it up, right? Yeah, don't look, don't think in terms of Democrat and Republican at this point. Think, think in, terms in terms of, of deep, deep state versus us. Deep state versus the people, or corruption versus the people. It's pure corruption in the deep state. So yeah, they have her. There's no. So I don't know what they're waiting for with me. I mean, why they've either got to kill me or arrest me, but and I've been extremely circumspect in what I've said. This is the first time I've let out the name of the government, but uh, 
uh, it's unacceptable. And I've, I mean, there's, it's, they are, well, what's happening is, I'll tell you the truth. What's happening is I was providing additional information and to people in the United States government that all got shut that themselves. I mean, really high level people. Uh, and and I'll, I'll come out and tell you, an interagency task force that was investigating a whole bunch of stuff I was providing information to over the last year, the information got so radioactive about corruption that that interagency task force was disbanded a couple months ago. And the agencies, they tried to reassign them around the country. The agents, the agents refused and went into Congress as whistleblowers. So you've heard about at first two and then six then 12, 20, now 100 whistleblowers have gone into Congress from across the FBI and the different agencies. The first the first of those that went in were the guys who were working with me that I brought so much radioactive information to they could not believe that, that someone tried to shut it down from above. And those are the people who've gone into Congress. They've gone in with my information, maybe other information too, but so much radioactive. And so what's really going on now is the agents within the agencies are get our and it's really not just the agents against the executives the executives are on our side overwhelmingly the bulk of the agents are on our side and a significant fraction of the ses the senior executive service or the sis are on our side they think we're right it's just a and the corrupt ones that's why the people in the dhs who are going for broke now by trying to tell trying to convince literally the trainers in the dhs are being told and being instructed to tell people well, if there's, it's Patrick Byrne. If there's violence or anything this coming election, it's Patrick Byrne. They themselves don't believe it and tell me that the people giving them the orders to say that are the ones they think are corrupt. I've been talking for six months about a dirty FBI agent named Timothy Tebow. He was the number two in the, in the D.C. field office over all political corruption investigations in America. For six months, I've been saying this guy is the corrupt guy. That's why none of these investigations go anywhere. The Hillary, the email, the this, that. It's because they have their own guy overseeing all the corruption investigations. That guy got walked out. Remember two or three weeks ago, a senior guy got walked out of the FBI on a Friday afternoon? That was Tim Tebow. That, he's a, he got walked out because he's over, he was over all political corruption investigations, and they then realized he himself was part of the corrupt ring. The Tebow was? He got walked out. Tim Tebow is last. Tebow is not the quarterback. It's Tebow as in the French. T H I B A U L T. If you yeah, look so that understand up, different people, ladies and gentlemen, is the point, right? Yeah. He got walked. A senior guy got walked out of the FBI two Fridays ago or three Fridays ago. That was Tim Tebow. That's the guy I've been talking about for six months as the center of, or he's a, I wouldn't say center. He's a functionary in the corrupt system. They, the corrupt network within the government got their own guy to be overseeing the position where all political corruption investigations reported to him. That's why for seven or eight years, nothing ever goes anywhere. I mean, you think that we have Hillary dead to rights. She deletes 30,000 emails, but it just doesn't go anywhere. That's because of Tim Tebow. All right. So let me ask you this. Does Hillary run in 2024, you think? Uh, what I really think is we're going to be really lucky to make it to 2024 if we make it to 2024 we will be to even if we make it there we will be an honest country that will have an honest election by then but if we if we and if we are there's no chance she will run in 2024 
because she committed, she accepted, uh, she uh, accepted a bribe. And I know that for a fact from the government of Azerbaijan. So, uh, so I think we either go down and we, we become some kind of police state, corrupt police state, or a satrapy of some Central European Nazi 2.0 world economic forum kind of thing, or a a vassal state of China, or we get ourselves through this. But but we've got to get ourselves through this right now in this election. Where does Trump sit in this whole thing? Trump? Yeah. Well, as you know, I didn't vote for Trump. I I came to have much warmer feelings about Trump during his presidency. I've never voted for a Republican. I've never voted for a Democrat. I'm a straight libertarian. But uh, I came to feel warmer about him. And I've come to really understand his great, his great contribution. He woke America up to this. And maybe for us to get back, it's going to take him running. And he can, you know, there's 35% of America that just didn't care until he showed up. And so I think he may, you know, he may save America. Will we see a Trump versus Hillary? (laughs) Will we see a Trump versus Hillary for 2024? You think? I think we'll see Trump versus somebody. I think you may see Trump versus Michelle Obama. Maybe not. They wouldn't run Michelle against her. But I I think that they're going for broke, and you won't even. I'm very. If you'd asked me a year or a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have thought we even were going to make the 2024 election. I'm feeling good about it now, but they are trying to impose a police state on us. And so I I worry about where we last that long. There's no doubt. Patrick, do you think we the people can get a handle on this? Do you think we're too far gone uh, and the greatest country on the face of the earth is going to melt down? Or do you think we're going to get a handle on it? The American people are pretty resilient. uh, And if we turn to God, there's nothing that can stop us. What do you say? I say we absolutely can get it. There's a, it's, it's like the Eminem song, One Shot. We are down to one shot. It's in 40, 41 days, and there's something everyone can do. There's something big, and you're going to like this. Sam, do you know about, have you heard about the thing we've started uh, called One More Mission? It's out there in law enforcement. We're advertising it, onemoremission.com. Have, have you heard about this? I haven't, but we'll, at, we'll have you back and talk more about it on Tuesday. We're going to have you on a video on the Sheriff Matt Simulcast at Liberty Roundtable Live. Go. Okay. Ten seconds. We, we want retired police and first responders and vets to work the precincts. If they will work the precincts, this election cycle will trust whatever the outcome is. It's that, that they can, they've been asking me for a year, how do we – what, what do we do? What do we do? How do we help? This is the way they can help. They don't have to run around in the woods with guns. They just need to work in the pre- – if the vets and the retired police and firemen will work it, the country will trust whatever comes out of the process. So that's a nonviolent way we can bring uh, – we can resolve all of this. So when they one tell you that Patrick Burns is causing the violence, it's a lie. Give me that website one more time. <clears throat> OneMoreMission.com. OneMoreMission.com. Absolutely, I'm about O-N-E? to O-N-E, like one, you guys have one more mission to save the country. You saved it in Kandahar, you saved it in, in Fallujah, you got one more mission. Get off your couch and get involved in the precincts, the retired police and fire and vets. They will just, so one more mission. We want them to take one more mission. One more mission, ladies and gentlemen, is a campaign established yep. in 2022, just barely. And the goal? To save America. It's a nonpartisan, nonparty affiliated yep. opportunity for patriots of all stripes to continue 
and support our Constitution. Folks, this is critical. And when they tell you that Patrick Burns is a cause of any violence, they lie. Uh, if yeah, they tell I'm you, all about uh, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Anyone who's thinking of violence, you're making a mistake. Don't get involved in – everyone see, saw what happened with J6, and we know J6 was engineered, but MAGA fell for it. We can't let MAGA fall for anything again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the real deal. There's a lot of information out there about Patrick. We consider him a dear friend. We consider him a truth teller. Uh, and you know what, folks? With, with, with Donald Trump, with Patrick Byrne, with many others, we're getting to the real heart. I've been reporting on this stuff for 25-plus years. I cut my teeth on the Clinton scandals. I used to have uh, interview FBI agents from those days all the way through till now, folks. And let me tell you, the corruption is at the top, and we have got to find a way to chop that head off the snake. We've got to find a way to peacefully restore the republic. Uh, there are checks and balances that can make that happen if enough people engage. We can peacefully accomplish this, Patrick. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's any violence, we lose. If there's violence, we lose, and they're going to try to pin it on us, apparently me. So no violence. And get if, if you're not retired police or vet yourself, you know somebody who is, ask them to get involved and, and volunteer with onemoremission.com. It takes 10 seconds. You can go there, look up what state, the town that you're in, and it tells you exactly how to get involved. So we're asking all the vets and retired cops to get involved that we can. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Patrick, I'll call you. We'll put you on uh, uh, Brighty on TV and simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live Tuesday. We'll dig in a whole lot more. We'll promote onemoremission.com. And we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will save our republic. This nation shall endure if we have anything to say about it. We shall pe peacefully restore the greatest country on the face of the earth. For Patrick Burns, Sam Bushman, God save the Republic of the United States of America.